Jeremiah, share number 14. There is a huge difference in life between being, as we say in colloquial language, from, and actually having a relationship with Hashem. It's very easy to sound the part, but not necessarily so easy to be the part. And that's the challenge that Hashem gives the Jewish people beginning here of chapter 5. Walk about in the streets, see now and know and seek in its plazas. Will you find somebody in authority? Somebody who dispenses justice and seeks truth. All those qualities that Hashem demands from us. Emulating his ways. And Hashem says, if you find such a person who, who's walking in the ways of Hashem, and therefore there's hope for the society, that there's someone that models correct behavior, then I will forgive her. And even if they say, as Hashem lives, oh, they're the Baruch Hashem, Hashem. They say, you might even say the word Eibashter. You know, you can say it in whatever language you like, but Hashem says that if that's what they're saying, these people who are lacking the ability to be just and moral and ethical, la they are swearing falsely. So this split between a true religious personality based on the qualities and the example of Hashem and to sound religious. Those two things are very, very different prospects. And here Jeremiah begins to reflect and he wonders, why is it? What is what is it with the Jews that they just don't want to hear his message? So he, he assumes maybe at first those who are stubborn are just intellectually or spiritually impoverished. They're, just, they're not able to hear. But then he says the leaders and the commoners just simply refuse to accept. It's not that they can't understand. It's not that this is so so beyond them. And as for me, I said to myself, there must only be the impoverished ones. They act foolishly for they do not know the way of Hashem. So the only reason why they're not keeping the rules is because they don't know anything. So I'll go to the leaders and speak to them, he says, for they know, they've learnt. But I saw that together they have broken the yoke, snapped the straps. Therefore the lion of the forest struck them. The wolf of the deserts vanquishes them. The leopard stalks their cities. Whoever leaves them will be torn apart, for their sins are abundant and their waywardness is intense. And to that Hashem says, well, why would I forgive these people? The Jewish people swear by false gods, they've abandoned me. And here you have that, almost you can hear the pain. Hashem said, I made them affluent, but they acted adulterously. Imagine you buy someone a gift and they don't recognize that you you were the one that bought it. They thank somebody else. They were like well-fed horses, rising early, each man neighing to the wife of his acquaintance. Shall I not punish for these things? The word of Hashem, from a nation such as this, shall my soul not exact vengeance? So in the last two minutes, I've mentioned quite a lot of animals used as metaphors for various things in the text today. If you've been counting, let me know how many animals were mentioned in this section. So Hashem turns his attention to the enemy that's going to come in. Attack her planes and destroy, but don't completely annihilate. Remove her shoots, for they are not faithful to Hashem. For they have completely betrayed me, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. They have denied that Hashem watches and they have said, It's not so, no harm will come upon us, we will never see sword or famine. The false prophets will become like the wind, for the word of Hashem is not with them. So they, so will be done 
with them. The false prophecies of peace and prosperity will not come to pass. The prophecies of invasion and destruction, unfortunately, will. But there's always compassion. Destroy her, but not entirely. There's always room for a change of direction. And please, God, we'll finish this chapter tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Thank you.